relationship coach, Cherilee Swady, as she explores marriage transformation for struggling couples. Forgiveness, healing, connection, love restored and renewed. Our history does not have to define us. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the first step to emotional healing, acknowledging your feelings and releasing them. This is number two in our Journey to Healing series. This episode is a bit late. I started recording two weeks ago, but life got crazy, so I just finished recording today. Also, you'll hear some popping sounds about halfway through, and don't worry, it's nothing nefarious. It's just our wood stove getting started on a very cold day today here in Canada. I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to the Happily Ever After Again podcast. I'm your host, Shirley Swady. Today, I want to talk about healing from emotional hurts from past relationships. This is a topic that comes up often when people are in second marriages. It also can come up if you're in a marriage where your spouse has hurt you in the past. Wherever it came from, sometimes we need to heal from things that happened in the past so we can fully move into our future. So today we're going to talk about the first step. Now, just a heads up, we did start this series um, three weeks ago, I guess it's four weeks ago, on week seven. So if you'd like to hear the introduction to the series, which sort of puts it all into context, go to episode seven of Happily Ever After Again, and you can listen to that there. So today, we're going to talk about acknowledging and releasing our feelings. So this weekend, I was talking to one of my nieces about men. She's a teenager, so this topic comes up, men or boys. And um, she knows some of my history. She actually knows a lot of my history because the girls always are curious about their auntie's romantic past. And we ended up talking about a relationship that had ended really badly in my past and just talking about it briefly and, and, you know, sharing some how it related to what she was going through. And as we did that, I just noted in myself that I didn't feel upset about it. I felt a little twinge of sadness, um, but I was also able to just laugh about it with her. And, you know, and then we moved on. And it just kind of made me look back, especially as I was thinking about this issue com- or this episode coming up. It made me think about the fact that a few years back, I would not have been able to speak so freely about that without feeling this, this weight of emotion on me that I didn't feel this time. And so the difference, you know, over the years of that healing that's taken place in me was uh, really neat to, to think about. So today, like I said, we're going to talk about acknowledging feelings from the past that are still affecting you and also ways of releasing those emotions and this is it's a pretty deep topic but it's a really important uh, thing to go through it's it's kind of hard um, many people will resist this step and I did at the beginning as well because it's painful to admit that you're still you know we might think hung up I don't like that word but you're still being affected by things in the past it's hard to admit that it, it's humbling It makes us feel like we're inadequate sometimes. It can, yeah, it can just, you know, make us, we're admitting that we're we're fallible, that we're human, that we're still hurting. It's not always an easy thing to admit. And uh, another reason that people find it hard to, to get into this step or might find a barrier is that they might be very action oriented people. 
They might not like to look back. They might feel like it's a waste of time. They want to go forward. They want to achieve goals. And um, especially someone that's very action oriented. My husband is very much like that. Um, his gifts are action. And he's taught me a lot. But, you know, sometimes even if your gift is action, you still have that need to go back and revisit things and deal with things so that you can completely move forward. So it's a step back in order to go forward. Um, so yeah, that's some of the, the things that may come up if you're, um, you know, trying to go through this step and why we resist it so much and why we might deny and deflect it. But it can be really worthwhile. So um, so before we get into this, it's a, it is a really deep topic that we're dealing with today. Before we get more into it, I just want to go into a section that I call Marriage Media, where every week I talk about something I've been reading, viewing, or listening to in regards to marriage. Marriage Media So today I wanted to share a movie called we bought a zoo and I did mention this movie on another episode it still really relates to the the topic that we talked about today and in this movie it's about a widow who um, has recently lost his wife and has having a really hard time healing from that and he loved his wife very much and one of the things that helps him heal is He's a he's just recently bought a zoo and in the zoo there is a, an animal, an old lion, that is getting more and more sick and old and he's reaching the point where he needs to be put down or he'll be suffering. He is actually suffering by not um, being euthanized. And in the show he's told by another person that's helping him that this animal needs to be um, put down and he just can't do it. He can't bring himself to do it. And it comes out the reason he can't do it is because he can't get over the fact that letting go of this lion is like letting go of his wife. And he just can't do it even though he knows logically it's best for the animal. And then he finds that by making the decision to let go of the lion and do what's best for him, he's able to resolve able to better let go of his wife. And it's really interesting to how the animal just brings up something in him about his his grieving. It brings out the grieving in a way that he didn't expect. And I, I just, from that, it's really interesting how different things can help with our grieving. Think, different things can help us heal. Things that we can't even necessarily you know, control, just things come up in life that can help us heal. They can be like signs for us. And uh, I, th I love that movie. If you haven't seen that movie, I know I recommended it uh, a couple of months ago. I do recommend it again. Um, it's called We Bought a Zoo. It's absolutely beautiful. It is about letting go. That's one of the definite themes of, of the movie is letting go and grieving and, and um, moving forward. And um, it does have animals, it has uh, love, it has drama, um, it's beautiful. I highly, highly recommend this movie. I confess, it, this is actually on my top five best movies of all time. So if you haven't seen it, what are you waiting for? You have to see this movie. Um, anyway, I will link to it in the show notes and back to the show. 
All right, so uh, we're back to the show. Remember that, so one important thing to remember is that unless we acknowledge a problem, we have no hope of fixing it. And when we're just blind to the patterns that we're working, when we're blind to things that are happening in our life, then they just continue to go unchecked and they actually get worse. But when we can see these patterns as painful as it is and acknowledge them, we start on the path to healing. So just an example of this, a lot of times we don't realize we're still harboring some old emotions until it starts to show up in our relationships. For example, we might snap at our spouse for no apparent reason and realize that we still have anger to deal with from from the past. Um, If you want to learn more, like I said, about signs that you still need healing, I do recommend that you go back to episode 7. We get into a lot of detail there. And But if you see signs in yourself that You know, if something's not quite right, you seem to need some more healing. Um, It's time to do some self-examination. And this is a process. It's not something you just do in a week. Um, But don't let embarrassment or pride stop you from being vulnerable and moving towards healing. Anybody who's gone through a great loss like you have, they struggle to put the pieces back together and and it could take years. So um, you don't need to feel embarrassed about it at all. In fact, you can feel good that you're actually trying to make a change rather than just, like a lot of people do, just kind of accept it. that's who you are. Now, remember that as you get into this process that losing a spouse or going into betrayal, remember as you go into this process that loss is usually multi-layered, especially if it's a big loss. So if you haven't done so, take some time to really reflect on what you lost when you went through this um, trauma or big event in your life, whether it was a betrayal, uh, divorce, a breakup, bereavement, some other kind of significant loss that has affected your relationship. Um, Some examples that that may be applicable to you is you may have lost your identity as a married person if you went through a divorce. You were deprived of someone that you thought you trusted. You lost a family. You may have lost other relationships that Um, kind of like collateral damage. You suffered the loss of your dreams and your expectations of what you thought your life would be and you were forced to accept something different. So that is a loss in itself. Some of the feelings that you might um, be feeling from this may be sadness, there may be anger, there may be disappointment, you may have confusion. Whatever they are, just acknowledge that they're there and this will help you to eventually move past, but just release them um, and um, acknowledge that they are still there and that they're affecting you. So I'm gonna talk about uh, seven ways that are really um, ways that you can help release and acknowledge your feelings and like tools that you can use to help you. Um, And, you know, try different things. Um, Every person is different. Everyone has their own way of handling life. So one thing that worked for me might not necessarily work for you. So that's why I want to give you some options. The first thing I'm going to suggest as a tool to help you acknowledge and then move through your emotions is journaling. Now journaling can be very powerful and it is a way that you can just let everything out on paper that you might not even realize is there. This is probably my favorite I find it very powerful to just be able to sit down and free write. And when you start, you can 
Be free with exactly what you're feeling. It doesn't mean that you have to stay there, but you need to be honest with yourself. You need to have a place that you can just be free with what you're actually feeling without censoring yourself and without worrying about what someone thinks. Um, a couple tidbits for journaling is I would suggest that you do have a private place for it, especially if you're in a step family situation or if there's people around that you would not want to read what's in there. Definitely keep it private. There are online journaling that you can do. You can put a password on your computer um, and just do it on a Word document. You can have a you know, there's beautiful, I, I, I myself, I love beautiful journals. That's just sort of one of my uh, things I really enjoy. But there's lots of beautiful journals that you can get on Amazon or, you know, just different places and chapters or whatever your bookstore is. But just have a place that you is for you. Have a place that's not necessarily for business things, but just a place that you can explore your feelings um, if you're feeling, you know, and just ask yourself some questions about what you're feeling right now. Ask yourself where that came from. Ask yourself how you might have felt at a time in the past that you've never really worked through. So just allow yourself to explore. You may want to um, go through some journal questions. I do have some of those in my books that I talk about. I do have some exercises that you can work through as well in I do have two books on the topic and they are related specifically to someone that has been married before the book is happily ever after hope healing and love for second marriages and there's also a workbook that is the same title but it's a workbook so some of those questions can help you work through those um, those things from your past so that is a really good um, tool to try, but it's not going to be for everyone. And so I'm going to go through some other ways that will help you process, acknowledge and process emotions. So number two is nature. Now nature can be very therapeutic. So um, in regards to nature, I would suggest going for a walk alone and just spending some time just thinking and just letting your emotions just flow. There's something about nature that is very healing and can just it actually is documented that it's very good for our minds and for our emotions to spend time in nature. And if we're hurting that nature can just be just a bomb to our souls. And I actually happen to live in a forest um, and even I don't go out as often as I should. But I know it's just one of the, the ways that I healed from my divorce was just walking in the paths of, at that time I lived in the city, but just walking on some of the paths and just letting myself feel what I was feeling. It can be very healing. So I highly recommend um, nature for a healing uh, tool. Number three is exercise. And um, I've heard other people, this hasn't been one as much for me, but I've heard other people really um, talk about how just having an excellent workout and movement can be very healing for them. And sometimes even that anger can be released through a workout. There's a, a show that I watch called This Is Us, and uh, one of the characters um, had gone through, he was adopted, and he always dealt with things by going for a run. And this this can be a really way a good way of um, 
like helping to release our emotions is through uh, vigorous exercise. Okay, and number four is prayer. Now, prayer can be a very powerful um, way of releasing and acknowledging your feelings. Now, I'll just share that as a Christian, I really believe that the Lord listens to my the things that bother me. And if I really will talk to him and be honest and open my heart, he can help me just relieve that just by the fact of releasing and being honest and even confessing things that I've done wrong to him. That can be a very, very powerful healing. Now, sometimes you will combine some of these. For example, you might pray while you're in nature. You may also pray um, in your journaling. So you can pray out your, you can journal out, write out your prayers as well. So some of these can really be combined and be very powerful. Number five is art. And I put art as kind of a general term. That could be painting, drawing, dancing, even drama can be all very therapeutic. And I know some people that just do wonderful art journals and I've seen them. I haven't done it myself. I really, I'd like to. It's been one of the things I thought would be really fun and neat to do. But um, people just draw things out. I found as a teacher, a lot of kids would express themselves better um, if they could draw it rather than always um, put it in words or sometimes it's a combination oh sorry a combination of art and words together um, so that's another thing drama I'm a former drama teacher that can also be very healing um, and you know not maybe not a lot of us have a chance to be in drama especially now but if you are in some kind of drama um, class or even just taking, I don't know if they're online, I, that's not, I'm not sure, but if you take some drama just to let you, um, it actually helps you express emotion, other emotions, and that can be healing for emotions that you're feeling. Like drama can actually be very healing, dancing. Um, so whatever your passion is, creative passion, that can be therapeutic. It can help you release things if you really get into it. Um, and then number six, is share your story with another human being. For example, a family member, friend, spouse, share your story, share your feelings. So sometimes just talking, talking about what you're feeling can be really helpful. Um, if you're going to talk to your spouse about it, you have to make sure that that's a safe thing to do, that they're not going to be threatened or triggered by it. You want it to be some, you know, you don't want to put too much on somebody if they're not able to handle it. So you make sure that it's safe for both of you. The other one, number seven, is share your story with a professional. And this is um, the most well-known uh, type of healing. And sometimes it's something that we really need. And I myself have had counseling both for myself and marriage counseling with my husband. Now for healing for yourself, um, a lot of times a counselor will suggest that you just work with yourself and the counselor at first before you get into the marriage counseling so that you can deal with what you're, the things that you're bringing to the relationship first before you try to negotiate um, with your partner. And that depends where you're at. But um, in this case, we're talking about more individual healing rather than the relationship itself. So talking to a professional, a counselor, if you have gone through PTSD, it, I would highly recommend um, that you do get some professional help because that's something that's 
really hard to deal with on our own. Um, and that is something I had shared in a previous episode that I had had. So definitely if you had any kind of PTSD, some kind of trauma, and you haven't worked through that, um, a professional counselor is a really good idea. The other people that you can talk to as well, um, sometimes a coach or a pastor, someone that is a professional, but not necessarily like a straight out like therapist, can still be helpful in just helping you share things, helping you... Um, just sort of mirror things back to them and tell where you're at and maybe give you some advice or just listen. A lot of times just having someone to listen. So those are tools or strategies that you can use to help get in touch with your feelings and release your feelings. Um, Please let me know if there's something that I didn't mention that you like to use. I would love to hear from you. You can reach me at admin at secondmarriage.xyz or you can also reach me at Cheryl Lee author my Facebook page Lee a leave me a message there like a direct message there that would be great I'd absolutely love to hear from you at the end of every show I always share a scripture and a bible verse usually relates to something we've studied something we've talked about on the show so today's verse is Psalm 116 verse 1. It goes like this. I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice and my supplications. So this verse is in the Psalms and that is one of the best um, books to read in the Bible. If you are going through emotional turmoil, you need healing, you have emotions. The Psalms are just full of emotions written mostly by David the king and just him pouring out his honest feelings his honest hurts to the Lord. And in this uh, verse, he says that he loves the Lord because God hears his voice and his supplications. Now, supplications means asking for something, like it's a request. It's more than just a simple request, but it's like a begging. Lord, please help me. Help me in my situation. And I just love this verse because David was someone who did really share with the Lord and who was honest. And even when you read through the Psalms, it's almost like reading someone's journal, like reading his journal. And yet he believes and he has that faith that God hears him. He's not just speaking into the air, but he really believes that the Lord is hearing him and caring about his um, prayers and supplications. So I find that verse very encouraging. Um, and, And I didn't mention in my list of things that you can do, but reading The Psalms in the Bible is one of the best things that you can do for healing because it really, it really expresses a lot of emotions um, that you may be going through yourself. So that's another little tip. All right, so let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that you hear our prayers, Lord. You hear our supplications. You hear our emotions. You hear, you hear our hurts. Lord, you are not a deaf God. You are not just a statue, Lord, but you are a living God that understands us because you made us. I thank you so much, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.